This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 703 with Katie Kremitzos. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 703. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. What do you get when you raise a girl in the Arizona desert with five siblings, a strong matriarchal mom, a soft-spoken feminist dad, and an innate desire to live big? You get Katie Kremitzos, an ever-curious woman who continues her evolution as loving being of light, who is having fun being a mom, a wife, a creator, and friend, whose softness and wisdom has often come as the result of painful experiences whose ego is always trying to get the best of her, who's deeply in love with a Greek man who she's definitely known in another life, who's lived through 12-step programs, athletics, and a half a dozen businesses, who creates meditations for women as songs to light their souls and wants to save all the animals of the world. She believes life keeps on getting better the older she gets, and so far, she's right. So this is Katie Kremitzos' third time on the show. I keep inviting her back because she's such a good time. She's always so full of insight that moms can immediately put into action in quick and simple ways that have big impact. And she and I just have this undeniable 
kinship and energy and synergy. And I know it's impactful to all of you. And I just love to be in conversation with this lady. So I'm so excited to have Katie back on the show to get a little update in terms of what she's doing, what's working for her, how she's continuing to listen to her gut in order to build what she wants to build in this world and have the impact that she wants to have. And also how she is sharing that with other women and moms in particular in a way that can be impactful to all of you. So there's a lot of good golden nuggets in this conversation. Listen in to hear Katie share how she listened to her own fears and worries, as well as the world's fears and worries in order to create meditations for women during the pandemic. How listening to her intuition has led her to success over and over again, and how anyone can do this. Specific steps you can take to develop a stronger sense of self-trust. How to build your self-trust wings in motherhood, which I love this part of the conversation a breakdown of what meditative practices can look like and how to integrate meditative practices that you actually enjoy while learning to listen inward, the power of the pause in meditation and the space it opens up, the value of a guided meditation, even or especially for those who struggle to sit in silence. I'm over here raising my hand as one of those people. How to use simple and brief meditative practices, especially, again, if you have a hard time sitting in silence, how to really use meditative practices and even reframe what meditative practices are for you in order to separate yourself from the noise of the world, and then how to lean into self-trust in order to do things differently and give yourself permission to live an unscripted life. And I know that some of you are like, no, I don't like things to be unscripted, and I'm right there with you. And also so much of the magic happens when we give ourselves permission to lean into those unscripted parts a little bit and find some of the magic and the really like meaty juiciness that happens in those phases and places and seasons and corners. So this is such a special conversation, such a fun conversation, and definitely something that I know you're going to walk away with a little takeaway that's going to allow you to listen inward in a new way, push pause in a new way, and find the capacity to use meditative practices Even if it's not, that's not something that you're maybe accustomed to, or maybe something you're very comfortable with, you're going to walk away with something good today. So with all that, please join me in welcoming Katie Kremitzos back to the Shameless Mom Academy. Mamas, make sure you listen through to the end of this episode because Katie does have a really special invitation. She's doing a gratitude giveaway for the month of November, and I want you to make sure that you know what you can do to enter to win in her gratitude giveaway. Um, And also you can do that all right through her Women's Meditation Network. So make sure you listen into that as we're wrapping up the show and you can get all the details on how to participate in Katie's gratitude giveaway. Katie, welcome back to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here. And you're coming back as like one of our most booked guests ever. (laughs) I am. I'm very humbled by that. That means a lot because I adore and put you and your podcast up on this amazing platform of uh, just incredible information and conversations for moms. Oh, we have so much fun. We go on like Marco Polo sprees, I guess I would call it, where... We like, we don't talk for months and then I'll send one of us will send a message and then we Marco Polo like fanatically for a week. <laughs> yep. That's pretty so, much it. Yes. So just warning people like this, when we get into this, it's going to be probably very much like a Marco Polo exchange where we like <laughs> are just talking over each other and we have so much to say and we can't stop. So. It'll be It'll intense. Be It'll be intense. Exactly. It's good. <laughs> exactly. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your professional and personal life beyond your bio, especially since you were last on the show and then what you're most excited about right now. 
Yeah. So I think last time I was on the show, we were talking about transitions because Mm -hmm. I was just transitioning out of my uh, podcasting company that I had back then called Biz Women Rock. And I was transitioning into this brand new thing called the Women's Meditation Network. I was probably at that time, I had a, a very small child that I, you know, had given birth to amongst that transition that actually kickstarted that transition. And, yeah. um, and so I was probably, I don't know, maybe less than a year into the journey of, of that and kind of saying goodbye to the old and coming into new. So what's been happening since then is, I launched the Women's Meditation Network um, very consciously. I wanted to do that because I wanted to have a a bigger impact with women uh, on a more kind of psychological, emotional, conscious level. And and I knew I could do that through meditations and through really kind of like speaking love poems into their hearts, just wrapped in a meditation. Um, And uh, and so I started that with one podcast uh, called Meditation for Women. And then that lasted for about two years. Uh, That was in 2018 that I launched that. So that lasted about two years. I had like, you know, a baby in the meantime. So for about two years, I was kind of managing the, this brand new podcast and network, kind of slowly putting to rest the old podcast and business, raising a brand new baby and, you know, my toddler at the time. And then at the very end of 2019, I officially said goodbye to the Biz Women Rock business. And it was like, you know, it's January, 2020 gung ho about like, yes, I've got all my, I've got a one-year-old at this point, you know, I'm like life is good. I have all this energy now to put forward into this business. And things were really picking up for meditation for women for the one podcast I had at the time. So March of 2020 COVID hits and <laughs> everything changes, right? So one thing everything. I noticed everything changed. And one thing I know I noticed immediately was that my download numbers were significantly increasing. And mm-hmm. I had gotten the intuitive hit prior, you know, weeks prior to like, Hey, maybe I should create a coronavirus anxiety meditation because my husband's super stressed. Everyone's super stressed. Like, let me make it for everyone who's stressed. So I started putting those types of meditations up. And then when it, things officially shut down here in the U S the feedback I got was, oh my God, people are searching for what I have. I need to create more. Mm -hmm. And so in just like natural response, I just started creating a ton more meditations, you know, everything that I could think of as, as regular or irregularly as I could while I had two kids at home, you know, and trying to figure it all out. (laughs) Um, I'm just like laughing at the juxtaposition of like, you have a one-year-old and like three or four-year-old and then you're creating meditate, like in the most, most chaotic scenario one can imagine. And then you're like, but I'm going to go into my closet and just record some meditation podcasts. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's just say that like, as much as everyone else needed them, I needed to create them. They, I mean, they always have been a very meditative process for me, but it was, you know, we create what we need in some senses. Like yeah. I was writing these meditations cause I was feeling this fear. I was yeah. feeling this sense of frozenness, this sense of helplessness, this sense of enormous anxiety. And then the realities of being at home in quarantine, mm-hmm. we're just like overwhelming. So like I was birthing all of these, these meditations, these ways for me to speak what I feel like so many of us were experiencing. And so, so I just put out as much as I could fast forward and numbers are skyrocketing and fast forward. I'll skip really to the current. It's been two years since then, a little over two years since then. And I now have eight podcasts 
um, that are now a part of this network and growing. And in every podcast has been born because of the feedback that I was getting from my listeners. So, you know, they told me in that first sort of rush of, you know, that first beginning of COVID rush, it was like, okay, I would look at my numbers after a couple of months and I'd be like, oh, like eight out of my top 10 episodes are, are all sleep related. Let's do a sleep meditation podcast. And six months later, let me look at the analytics again. Wow. Like seven out of my top 10 episodes over here are all morning related. Let's do a morning one. So that is how every single one of the podcasts that I have, have come to fruition. So that's kind of the state of what it is now, what the business is now. I now have a seven-year-old and an almost four-year-old. And for me, it has, this journey has been one of very consciously creating this company, like, and being the CEO of this company, this thing that I've created that has been bonkers and gangbusters. And it's been amazing. And I want more and, (laughs) and right. Like there's so much potential here, so much possibility. And it gets me really excited and managing all of that with my growing kids who have different needs at all these different stages. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that's, what's been going on the past couple of years. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Right before this, I was actually recording a solo episode that will have gone live now a couple of weeks ago, once this one goes live, but I was actually talking about being intuitive, like listening to your intuition and really acknowledging, like listening to recognize, like, where have I been? Where am I going? What do I need? All those different kinds of things. And I think that your superpower, and we've talked about this, I think in other conversations that we've had here, and I know you spoke for one of our um, events as well on this, but your superpower is listening inward for sure. And then like really honoring what comes of that. And also you listen outward at the same time. And so I, this is such a, your everything you just said is such a perfect example of listening inward. Like, what do I need right now? What are the needs of, for me to build something while I have kids that are this age, what feels good to me? Like, how can I, like you said, like I'm creating meditations that are around my own fears and worries, but also listening to a specific market that's has similar fears and worries. And then not just, not just, uh, making assumptions, but looking at data to recognize like, oh, these are the things that people are actually paying attention to when I create different things. So I'm going to create more of that. So I think that there's all these pieces that you were like born with this visionary skill set or visionary gift. And then you also are putting some business skills behind that and creating something really, really significant. And I think that everyone has the power to do this, but you give yourself permission over and over to just run with it. And I think that that's makes it's, that's a huge differentiator for you. Well, thank you so much for that reflection. Um, I think that I think that I've had a lot of practice kind of following that inner knowing because mm-hmm. it, when we first choose to pay attention to that, it it's very scary to make decisions and change our external lives based on what our internal selves are telling us. It's mm-hmm. very scary because oftentimes it's telling you to completely shift exactly what you're doing or yeah. it's just against the norm. And so I feel like, um, you know, I... I can recall very clearly at 18 years old, making really hard adult decisions. And I was very blessed to have parents who, who fostered that and, and allowed me to do that. So at this point, that muscle is very strong. And so I know like, okay, when she talks, like, here we go, (laughs) you know? And it's also because I feel like, I think that this is the nature of being an entrepreneur, most definitely, but nature, definitely the nature of being a mom too. Like, and I think ultimately really the nature of being human is just having this sense, I'm not going to call it fearlessness, but having this intense trust 
that everything's going to be okay. And I could fall on my butt. And I was very, very scared when I first launched this business, because what I had envisioned was something completely different than what I had been used to and Mm -hmm. sort of the business model that I'd been used to the way of doing things that I had been used to. And so what I saw as, you know, quote unquote successful here and a model that I really wanted to create impact. I really wanted to create it took something I had never done before. And that was terrifying, but I was willing to do it and try because I'm like, if I don't try, then, you know, what do I have to lose? You know, I'm not going to be happy here. So I know I have to move forward. We have to evolve. Right. Yeah. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
I'm really curious. You brought up the word trust and that's actually right where I was going to go. So when we think about our intuition, I think that sometimes when we start listening more inward and developing a sense of like, oh, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm feeling. This is like the sense that I'm getting around something. Then we either do or don't have the trust to follow that. And I think that oftentimes we don't have the trust to follow it. If it's something that's maybe counterculture, not the norm. And so for you, like walking away from a business model that was all around you, like you and I are in similar entrepreneurial circles and to see like, this is how everyone's doing things. I don't really want to do it that way anymore. I think I'm going to try doing it this way instead. Massive trust. And I'm curious for you, if there's certain, like if it's a self-talk thing or certain skills that you use and that you leverage to really lean into trust when you have those intuitive hits and that sense that like, I think I want to do something different. That's not what everyone else is doing, but I have a, I have a hunch about it. Yeah. That's a great question. You know, I'll mention a couple of practical things and then a couple of sort of internal things on a practical level. I journal a lot and then I also meditate a lot and I'm going to use sort of general quotes for that because when I talk about meditation, it's not always what you think of as this, you know, sitting in Lotus position and, you know, doing deep breaths all the time, but like, I'm definitely doing things to encourage self-introspection and that I've always been that way. Like I've, have journals from when I was in junior high. Like I've just always been somebody who's very interested in knowing myself better and wanting to get down to, and wanting to sort of like peel off the layers of the emotions that I'm feeling so I could see what's really here. So journaling is a practice that really helps do that because you could get out of the fuzz of your head and emotion, and you could actually start seeing on paper or on your screen what's really there. You can kind of talk it out. And even practically speaking, like I will talk to myself. Hey, Katie, I know you're feeling this right now. Like (laughs) what's really going on? Oh, you're feeling this. Oh, you're angry at your husband. Oh, you want, you know, like what's why? Like, so Mm -hmm. I I use that sitting in silence or walking in nature is a huge one for me too. Like just Mm, being outside, no devices going on walks in nature. The power of that is that actually this is a really special one because being in nature is so profound in the sense that you, especially during like big life moments, like where big shifts are happening, or you feel like there's a lot ha- like going on, right? Because for me, being in nature, surrounded by nature, one with nature reminds me that I'm simultaneously so special and unique. And there's no one in this entire universe, just like me. And mm-hmm. I'm this small, tiny speck in this yeah. massive canvas of this universe, right? So it has this humbling effect and it allows to sort of neutralize anything that feels insurmountable and allows Mm -hmm. it to sort of take away that haze and sort of come into clarity on that. And then you have all the physiological reasons behind that. You're breathing in, you know, great oxygen. You're like, you know, connected. We're all connected energetically, right? So on the practical sense, those are a couple of practices that I have just to help me keep in tune with self. And then, you know, I feel like internally, spiritually, as a being, I feel like it is simply, you know, to really dive off into the depths of trust, right? You've heard that saying before, like, you know, you have to, I'm going to botch this particular saying, but it's something like, you know, you have to jump knowing that there's not a bridge there, but trusting that you're going to grow wings on the way down. It's something Mm. like that. And for me, I feel like my entire life, I have had a very low tolerance for unhappiness. So I'm very willing to shift and change in order for me to feel fulfilled in order for me to feel aligned. Right. 
So I'm very much guided by that. And I feel like, um, again, like I have practiced over and over again, and even, and it could be small little things. It could, you know, it could be like, I'll give you this perfect example. So, um, just recently over the past, I don't know, month or so, it's a long story, but let's just say that I started reading this book about, you know, basically what's going on with some stuff that was happening with my daughter and mean girls and all sorts of crap. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm reading this book and it becomes very apparent to me during reading this book that I need to take my daughter out of her after school care program. So she goes to school here, here and, you know, my transition, right. So she goes to school from 7.30 in the morning. My God, who made that schedule? 7.30 in the morning until they're out at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And you know what working mother stops at two o'clock in the afternoon. So she she goes to aftercare for maybe two another two hours after that, right? But for a variety of reasons, it just becomes really clear to me, I got to take her out of that program, Mm -hmm. which is terrifying because in this season of my business that feels like it's just growing and needs more of my time, here I am with Mm -hmm. this knowing I need to stop my day at 1.30 instead of four. Like that's a big freaking shift, right? That is a yeah, big shift. Like my, is- I'm clenching right now. I'm like, oh my yes. God, <laughs> I know, I know that feeling of like, yeah. I need, and it's, it's so layered in so many emotions, but so layered. <laughs> and I don't believe in this crap hustle. That's going to tell me that I need to wake up at 4am in order to make up those hours. I'm just not there. That's right. not where I am right now. So here's the baby step, right? And that trust. So I'm, I know that to be true. I talk it over with my husband who agrees with me. And yes, I, it makes sense. And so I have to bring him into this because I'm like, dude, I can't do this by myself. Like you need one daddy daughter date a week, at least like that needs to be mm-hmm. part of the, the plan if we're going to do this. And so what has transpired over these past couple of weeks, since we've been implementing this is that she Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because I needed a baby step is when I will go pick her up right after school, Tuesday, Thursday, she still gets to go to her after school program. And I would said that with like, oh, in two weeks, I'll completely take her out. Well, two weeks came and I was like, actually, I think this is working. Like, and I'm doing the mm-hmm. check-in, check-in with her. Like, how is she, you know, in comparison to the reason why we're doing this and how am I, how are we handling this? How is it all? Work? Okay. It seems to be working. Why don't we just stay here until yeah. I feel differently? Yeah. So that's yeah. just one example of like, okay, that's a big shift. And just because I have this hit of like, this is the all or nothing of what it needs to be. It doesn't, I can still baby step into that and feel into it. And in any given moment, I could go back. I could go back to the way things were if that felt good. So, so I think that uh, it's just practicing that over and over again. And by doing that, and you're in action with listening to this intuition, the trust comes when you build that relationship with self, because you're like, I hear this. I'm going to do it. And oh, exactly what I wanted is happening and, or exactly how I wanted to feel or wanted to experience. That's exactly what's happening. And now I feel closer and more aligned or on the path. Right. So I trust that voice now because I know that she's here guiding me. And that, I mean, and we're talking like millions and millions and millions of times of doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that story is such a great example. I think when we hear like the quotes around like jump and the net will appear or, and I love yours as like jump and grow your wings on the way down kind of a thing, which is less daunting than jump and then and trust that the net will appear. But it still sounds like, oh my God, but I still have to jump. <laughs> the jumping part yeah. is the scary part. Yeah. And I think that the invitation to like step and be like, okay, I'm going to do this part. And I think that your story 
demonstrated that really beautifully. And also when you talked about like walking away from one business and walking into another one, it was like backing off of one or reframing one over time and then building another one up over time. And so this idea that when we're taking a jump or a leap, sometimes that piece of it, I think can feel really overwhelming. And the reality is what it can truly look like is shifting priorities, time, energy, and and those investments and the ratio of those investments over time in different ways. So that then as you are listening inward, you get feedback on like, okay, do I want to keep going in this direction and continue to shift the ratio? Or do I want to back off and be like, no, this was not the right thing. Um, And your story is a great example of that, of not having to make it an all or nothing kind of a thing that like, well, we're going to try this version, which is like the 50% version, or maybe it's the 10% version and then go from there. Yeah, exactly. You know, to your reference, it took me, it was a year and a half between when I got pregnant with Savannah knew in that moment, because we all know as soon as you get pregnant, like something in your life clicks and you're like, that shit just changed. Right. So when I got pregnant with her in 2018, like all of a sudden I had this incredibly successful business that I loved doing. And then I just didn't, I was like, I'm done. And so from that moment until I finally was officially done with it, meaning I wasn't, I didn't have any clients. I wasn't putting out any podcast episodes like that. I was done. It was a year and a half. And so Mm -hmm. that's a long time to like make these incremental energy shifts and decisions to, you know, in that the equation of where you're putting time and energy. And that feels not as scary when you put it that way, you know? Yeah. So when I sold my gym, it was a year and a half process as well. And I think when we watch people go through these things and we just see it on social media, it's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden it just happened. And when you're actually living it, you're like, no, it was like 1 million steps over 1 million days. And so I think that that piece is really important to point out that sometimes it looks like people are taking big leaps and they are making big transitions. And many of us are making big transitions. And, but what the reality of that looks like is still like a a day-to-day one step at a time kind of a thing. It's not just like, I did it and it's great. (laughs) I mean, that's life, right? Like, you know, we're talking about these transitional moments, but like, if you want to even talk about since the Women's Meditation Network started until now, it's been about four and a half years, even every little step I can sit here and say, oh my gosh, this is where it is right now. And it's, you know, like, I think it's pretty damn awesome. Like we've reached these many women. Yeah. Like we, you know, like we have a big reach and it has been all these millions of decisions and micro moments of looking in and playing this game called entrepreneurship. Like it Mm -hmm. is so many of those moments and by no means do I want to ever think that I've arrived or that Mm -hmm. I have sort of gotten to where I want to go. I actually kind of need to force myself because I'm always sort of in forward motion. I need to force myself to stop sometimes be like, dude, you know, we get 4 million downloads a month across the network. We've had 70 million downloads lifetime at this point. Like that is mind blowing, Katie. So like mind blowing, I'm constantly like on, okay, when do we get into 20 million? Like how many more shows can we have? Like I'm there, right? Yeah. So there are these moments that I have to stop and say like, okay, let me honor that. But also let me just honor this journey that's happened in four years that has contributed to this. And girl, I mean, as you know, like the amount of personal work that has had to happen (laughs) in order for all of this stuff to happen in business and in mommyhood. Like it is so everything is such this inside job. And every one of those moments has counted to, to bring us to this moment. And this moment is Mm -hmm. another moment that counts to bring us towards that next moment. So it's just this never ending evolution. Yeah, absolutely. 
I want to talk a little bit about, I want to dig in. So instead of being macro looking above at your life, I want to go into meditation a little bit. You mentioned a little bit ago that meditation can look like a lot of different things. And one of the things you also talked about when you were talking about really specific steps to take, to dig into and develop a stronger sense of self-trust is sitting in silence. And I think that there, I want to touch on both of those things. First of all, with sitting in silence, I think that for people who have brains like mine, that's very scary and uncomfortable and practicing that in really small doses can be really helpful. Yeah. And it takes a lot. It's like so much self-talk to be like, you're not going to turn on a podcast. You're not going to turn on music. You're just going to sit or walk in silence and see what comes. And really good things come when you let yourself slash make yourself do that. And then I also, so I want to touch on that, but then I also want to talk about like, what are all the things that meditation can look like? Because I think that we do have this misnomer that it has to look a certain way for it to like, quote unquote, count or be valuable. And I know that my meditative practices are often not silent and not 30 minutes long and all kind of the things that we stereotypically think of meditation to be. So yeah. I'll let you run with all that. <laughs> well, so let's start with that one. So, because I feel very strongly about this is, is, you know, to sort of unravel these belief systems that we have about what meditation needs to look like. Are there absolutely real formalized schools of meditation that will teach you very specific hand positions and body positions and, you know, breathing techniques? Absolutely. And they're all beautiful and valid and wonderful and amazing and purposeful. And it doesn't need to be any of that. So I very broadly describe meditation as a pause. And if you think about that being really my definition of meditation, it can really be anything. It can be one of the most common, actually kind of anti-forms of meditation that ones that you don't think of often is like a moving meditation. So we talked about walking in nature. I've heard a lot of people tell me that they feel like they get into a meditative state when they're working out, you know, moving meditation. (laughs) Yeah. Moving meditations are really powerful because really what all types of meditation do is they allow your brain to sort of, your brain's job is to make thoughts, right? So we're not going to stop that. Like go into meditation to believe like, I'm going to stop my thoughts. There's going to be no thoughts. And if I don't succeed at that, I suck at meditation. Like that's actually not the point. The point is, is that, you know, we have thoughts and our job during a pause or a meditation, whether we're walking, working out, journaling, you know, sitting, quote unquote, in silence or through a guided meditation, the idea is, is that we want to allow our brains to sort of hum and sort of get distracted enough so that ourselves, our true selves, our souls, our beings, our consciousness can see that we are actually separate from those thoughts. And the power in that is that once you can see yourself separate from those thoughts, that these thoughts are just sort of like a part of you, but they're not you, that they're just sort of like moving along, you know, like leaves in the wind or, you know, downstream with the sticks, all that stuff. Once you see that you're separate from those thoughts, you can make some really powerful decisions that have a huge impact in your life. Decisions like, is that a good thought for me? Is that a productive thought for me? Do I want to go down that road? Do I want these massive thoughts and emotions to sort of swallow me in today? Do I want to let them do that? Do I want those thoughts to be my reality or do I want to choose new thoughts? If these thoughts are separate from me, I have the power to choose new thoughts or power to say goodbye to thoughts that don't serve me very well. So because it's really empowering space to be able to sort of recognize that and recognize your true power as a being. Secondly, 
what it does in doing that is it creates this opening. And this is sort of what people think of as meditation and what meditation should be. But this stillness, right? It's this quiet. And I'm not ignorant enough to tell you that it happens for your, let's say you set a timer for 10 minutes. It's not going to happen that whole time. Like it rarely does it, right? But it will happen. Like the more that you just practice allowing your body to calm, focusing on your breath, allowing your thoughts to kind of pass by, not get totally engulfed in them. What ends up being shown there, what ends up revealing itself is this stillness that is there, this little, these kind of quiet moments. And in these quiet spaces, that's where we can hear very clearly, very loudly, this internal voice, this intuition, the truths of the universe that you know you need to be able to have in order to maneuver through this life the way that you really want to. That's where we hear that stuff. And that's why meditation in all of its forms is so powerful. So if you get that, here's the one thing, you know, if you get that when you're working out, great, like lean into that. And also know and that it's worth challenging yourself to try other ways of doing it because there's different benefits. There's different, different experiences through all the different types. Right. So, you know, for me, I have, I am not, there's no such thing as a perfect meditator, but I am absolutely not one of them. I don't meditate every single day. I definitely don't meditate every day at a specific time for a specific amount of time. You know, I don't have incense burning. I don't like, I'm not sitting in a nice, pretty meditation position. Many times I'm laying down. Most of the time I'm just sitting really comfy on the couch or in a chair, right? It's not a picture perfect position. And I'll go through seasons. So sometimes I need, I want a guided meditation. The value of a guided meditation is much like if you had a personal trainer that was helping guide you in the gym, right? So you just don't have to think about it. I mean, imagine one less thing that you need to organize and think about and and be on top of, right? So it's like, okay, just press play, let the guidance take you through the experience. You know, and then I go through seasons of my life where I just sort of have my phone off to the side and I set a timer for 15 minutes and I just am there. And it is a discipline to not reach for the phone, to not react to everything around. But that's the practice. That's the practice is like, you know, we want to fight coming to this place of stillness, to to being in this place of quiet. We want to fight that because it feels very non-productive. It feels scary in some ways. But really, there's so much beauty that's there. And so you just have to sort of surrender to it. And the reason I will call out the word practice is because it's never perfect. It's not like you're going to get better. You know, it's, I mean, you get better the more you do it, but it's It's really disappointing to a high achiever who wants to like get an A plus. Like, yeah, I don't get better. What? How do I get a hundred percent? I know. I want to keep going. I want to do it every day for 30 days so that I'm a better meditator at the end. And I'm going to have more moments of stillness after 30 days. Yes. You're going to get your teeth, you know, you're going to like really get it and get the practice, but it's practice for the sake of practice. Much like if you were training for a marathon that you just ran in June, but you haven't been in training mode since then, you can't go run a marathon next weekend, right? Like those things don't save up in a bank. It's like you're showing yeah. up for the sake of practicing in any given moment. That's what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So that's the answer to that. There's a lot of different types of meditations. The core concept is to just pause, you know, separate yourself from kind of the noise of the world mm-hmm. and come inside so that you can create from within. This is where I really get powerful about like, this is where you create your own life. This is where you get to create. This is the life I want because now you're creating from scratch, from your own sense of self, what life needs to look like for you apart from what the world tells you that it needs to look like. And that gets really powerful. Yes. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So that's actually, as you were talking, a lot of what I was thinking about, and this is, so I use meditative practices, like exercise just happens to be meditative to me, but there's other things that I do that are like really non I mean, it's like walking without listening to any podcast or music. And I don't do that very often, but I always find so much value when I do. And where I find the value to be is the disconnection from the noise of the world. And I think that as someone, as a high achiever, as someone who does, who's always had careers serving others and having to be acutely aware of what other people need in order to be successful. And as someone who is a people pleaser and cares what other people think probably more than I should, that noise is so distracting and it's uncomfortable to disconnect from it it's like vulnerable to disconnect from it because if you're so used to listening to other people, it's a little scary to be like, well, what are my own thoughts? And are they really like trustworthy thoughts? Can I go there? God, what is that voice even going to tell me? So I think that that practice of disconnecting from the noise can be, is really important, even though it can be really uncomfortable. And then I do think that we get what I found is we get these intuitive hits or these things where all of a sudden you have a sense of knowing about something that like solves a whole bunch of problems in your life. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I didn't even know I needed the thing solved. Yeah. And now like it's an to do a whole bunch of things. And I think that sometimes it's, we don't realize how desperately we need that disconnection from the noise. Yes. And until we've had it a little bit. And then we can start to see, like, I don't have to pay attention to every single bit of noise that's right in front of me, whether it is related to ch- to parenting and mothering or having to be involved in my community or having to be of service at all times or being conditioned as a woman and or, or, or politics, globe, world, climate change, whatever your thing yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, this is where we get into boundaries of learning when you can hear yourself, when you give yourself the space to pause and hear yourself, Mm -hmm. you can see pretty clearly what boundaries you need. So it's something as simple as, you know, a couple of years ago, I turned off all notifications on my phone 
So like no notifications from Instagram, none from Facebook, like none. Like I don't get email notifications. I don't want my phone to be blowing up at me all the time. Does that mean I'm going to miss when somebody comments on my post? Absolutely. And that's okay with me, you know? So, you know, just something as little as that, like you can start to see what do you need? You know, what do you need to put boundaries on that it yeah. has been like soul sucking you and you haven't even, you know, you're not realizing it until you're in these quiet moments going like, God, I feel so pulled by ABC and okay, mm-hmm. well, how can I put on, put on boundaries there? So I think the feeling is pretty universal of like, you feel drained, you know, headachey, like brain is spinning to try and do all the things like the constant pull or push of got to go, got to do, got to achieve like that. Like it is a feeling of movement. And that's why sitting still and even moving meditations are not, you're not, you're not, you know, doing sprints at that point. Like you're, you're just, you're slowly moving. Like, you know, they're so powerful because it's the antithesis of the way that things typically are. And so by separating yourself from that, it opens up so much awareness about who you are in comparison to this world around you and how you actually want to be compared to how things are now. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you use the the social media example and turning off notifications. I've turned off, I turned off I don't have notifications on either because I'm so distracted by them, but I also have recognized that like the need to post we have stuff that goes up if an episode goes up there's a social media post that goes up that's basically right. like a copy and paste of like show notes and whatever. But the need to invest a lot of energy into social media that felt, and you probably relate to this as an entrepreneur over the last handful of years, like it felt like that was so crucial for so long and in kind of just not having the time and energy or care to like invest a ton in social media, it's been really freeing. And so like I post to stories when I want to, because it feels fun or because I'm passionate about something, but I am not on this, like every Monday we need to talk about this and Tuesdays are about self-care and Wednesdays are like, I'm like, I can't like, and it's funny forever. We had, we used to put up quotes every, I think it was every Tuesday and my team (laughs) became this joke because it would be like Monday night and they'd be like, we need a quote. And I'd be like, okay, hold on. Let me find something inspirational. And over the summer, I was like, we're just not doing quotes this summer. And like, do you think anyone cares? Like not no. one single person is going to say, I'm just so disappointed because you haven't put quotes up on two. Like no one cares. So yeah. <laughs> then my, at the end of the summer, my assistant was like, so are we going back? I was, she's, are we going to put quotes up again? I was like, no, we're not. Nobody cares no. if they went away. I don't need to be making quotes. If people want a quote, they can go listen to an episode. Like it just doesn't matter, but we do things without thinking about them sometimes or because we think yeah. that we should. And because we've done them in the past that take up time and energy and this investment that like we don't need to do that. We can listen inward to be like, can I do better things with my time? Do I need to, in the middle of making dinner on Monday night, be like, oh crap, I got to come up with a quote. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so true. You know, the women's meditation network is a really good example of exactly this. I, the biz women rock, the business I had before was intensely social media oriented, meaning I needed to show up every single day for some sort of post, you know, at least bi-weekly for some sort of live or event that was happening. I needed to show my face in order for the community to build and in order to bring revenue into my company. And I loved it until I didn't. And then, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment when I got pregnant and like, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, I cannot show up that way anymore. I'm done. Like it exhausts me. Like 
and even still today, I'll see people who have similar business models as I had before and who are doing that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired just watching your posts. Yeah. Um, right. And so, you know, I made a very conscious decision in the beginning of that business that said, okay, I know social media is important. I know I need it for the brand, but I don't have it in me, nor do, you know, I was a bootstrap company at that point. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't have the resources for this. So let's just, I'm not going to pay attention to it. Literally, it's four years later. And I've had a couple of goes, like I had, like I had an Instagram page that was like 25,000 followers that got freaking hacked and, you know, whatever last year just is gone. So like, I'm starting from scratch on a lot of social media stuff, literally just over the past six months. And I'm four years into this and it's because I've chosen to sort of focus my energy on where I felt like I could make the most impact at that particular time in my business. And that was in the space of podcasting. How can I get more podcast listeners? And, you know, it just so happened that there were answers other than social media because I didn't want to deal with it. So, you know, it's okay to say (laughs) no to things that everyone is telling you or you feel like is the only thing or the best thing. It's okay to say no to those things and be like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to go all the way over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that speaks to using or leaning into self-trust to give yourself permission to do things differently. And I think that you get that when you go to those quiet spaces, when you are able to lean into that intuition, when you're able to sit and hear, listen inward instead of externally, it becomes really clear that, oh, I can do things differently and it's fine. And I had this experience in two different ways where there was mom who I was in having a conversation with. And she was like, I thought I needed to be involved in everything at my kid's school in order to like be connected and have a social circle and like be in the know. And like this, it was a big part of her identity. And then she was like, I realized that I can just be friends with those people. Like I don't have to volunteer for every single thing and lead every single thing for those people to be my friends. And so she was able to listen into that and then be like, so I'm not volunteering for anything this year. (laughs) And she stepped totally back. And then on the flip side of that, there was like another parent who's opposite was like, I want to be more connected. I'm not someone who's like shown up and led things before, but I want to be more connected. And I want to like lean into some, share my gifts in a different way. That's like outside of the workplace. And so I'm going to put myself up into this role. Either of those can be fine, but it's giving yourself permission to do something differently and listening inward and trusting yourself to take that step. I call this the difference between living a scripted life, a life that has been scripted for you or living your own version of life. And Mm -hmm. there's a very big difference. And it it happens in small moments, consciously or unconsciously, you know, where, which one you're living. And, you know, I personally don't want to live by anyone else's rules or script. And by they, it's, you know, it can be even me, what I thought that I needed five years ago. And because that's the way I've always done it. Or it could be sort of, you know, culture at large telling me I need to do A, B, or C, or this is what success looks like. And I think it takes a lot of courage to say like, no, I'm not living a scripted life. I'm not going to live anyone else's life because I am way too unwilling to leave this world unfulfilled and at max capacity for who I could be in this, in this world. Oh my gosh. I love the idea of giving yourself permission to live an unscripted life, which sounds like really daunting. But I think when also, when we look back over the trajectories of our lives, no matter what we've done, so much of it is like, if you have had a child, which is our audience, yeah, it's unscripted. <laughs> yeah. So you can, I mean, like, no amount of book reading, will... unscripted life, but if yeah. you could embrace that, embrace that, that's what it is. And then it opens up, I think a lot of peace and permission around like, it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to figure it out yeah. as you go. It's okay to change gear. It's okay to 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, Katie, I could talk to you forever. This is so fun. I want to know how you're currently showing up as a shameless mom. Ooh, you know, in I'll use the example that I was just giving in really tailoring back my daughter's schedule um, because it gives, it gives voice to the larger way that I feel like I'm very shameless. I refuse, even, even though my brain wants to believe, I refuse to believe in the belief that I can't have this massive, fast growing business and an amazing amount of quality time with my kids at the same time. And everything in, in, you know, kind of in society and a lot of facts or a lot of, you know, like data will show me in my own life that that's not true. Um, but I refuse to believe in that. And so the more that I bust out of that, of that limiting belief and sort of unlayer it, the more it actually happens. So yes, I'm very shameless about like, yes, I want this business to grow and I want to do all the things to make it grow. And I also want to be a very active mom with lots of time for my kids. So, you know, that it doesn't mean me working not even 40 hours a week. And it definitely doesn't mean me working 80 hours a week. Like that looks like me working 25 to 30 hours a week, some way, somehow let's figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay. So Katie, tell people where can they find you, connect with you, listen to the 1 million, 70 million (laughs) podcasts. Yeah. So the best way you have eight shows. So I want, I want you to like be specific. Cause I know that like, you're going to list eight and probably five of them are relevant to like every person's gonna be like, I need that one, that one, that one. (laughs) Then go subscribe to them all. Yes. Exactly. Um, So the best thing to do is to go into the podcast player you're listening to right now, type in meditation for women, because all eight of my shows has that in the title and you will literally see all eight of them come up and go subscribe to the ones that really call to you. Go listen to an episode, go allow me to guide you through any level of meditation that you want to experience. You can also go to womensmeditationnetwork.com. Again, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, womensmeditationnetwork.com. And I've done multiple meditations of Katie's. They're so amazing. It's well, it's so fun for me because I'm like, oh, it's like my friend is in my ear. (laughs) You also just have this like, oh, you go to the most like Zen place. It's so lovely. (laughs) And you have, so tell people the lengths of your shows. Cause this isn't like sit down and be silent for 30 minutes. So can you No, So morning meditation for women and daily affirmations. Those are both like five to seven minute meditations. So something super quick that you can do in the morning or fit anywhere throughout your day. Meditation for women, which is the original has a little bit of everything on it. So those vary from five minutes all the way to 30 minutes. Sleep meditation for women typically are about 25 to 30 minutes. Um, And then I actually have a sleep meditation three hour podcast. That's my most recent one that um, takes that, you know, 30 minute uh, guided meditation and then just extends the music for three hours. So you can really fall asleep and stay asleep, which is awesome. Yeah. And then I have three of my shows are all sounds based and no guidance, sleep sounds, ambient sounds, water, nature sounds. And those are each of those episodes are an hour. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. And your original uh, women's meditation network, what I love about that one is... (laughs) Like you don't know what you need in a meditation on any given day. And you go in there and you start reading the titles and you're like, oh my God, I need that. And I need that. And I need like, it's so easy and fast to be like, oh, that's the one I need. So you're not like, should I do like an anxiety one or a sleep? Like you just go in and there's like title and I'm, they leap out where you're like, that's the one I need today. Yes. yes. And that. That's kind of what I think is one of my differentiators. And also I was, I'm very intentional about that. I am writing titles that either you will be like, I need to feel that, or I don't want to feel that anymore. So, or I need to alleviate this, or I want this result. So like, they're really um, specific. Yeah. Yeah. They're meant meant to be this. 
It's meant to be this massive library that you can choose from at any given moment, any season of your life, any emotion you're feeling, any time of the day that you're having. And you could just be like, yes, that's the one I need right now. Love it. Okay. So we'll link everything up in the show notes. If people go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with Katie Kremitzos. And then Katie, you have something really specific coming up just for the, or in the month of November. Can you tell our people about your November super special thing you have to offer? <laughs> yeah. So that it's was a really gratitude. fancy seg- segue. Tell us about fancy your super segue. fancy thing. <laughs> tell us, tell us about it. Well, the reason that it's important is because it's all for you, the listener. I'm doing a big gratitude giveaway because I'm just so grateful. You know, November is a month of gratitude. I'm giving away 10 giant swag bags, giveaway bags full of all my favorite like health and wellness products. We have athletic greens in there, CBD fountain will be in there. Global Healing Center is giving some stuff, energy bits. Veg News is giving a holiday issue of, of their magazine. Chagachino, have you ever heard of them? That like little, no. you know, chocolate cappuccino things. Anyway, Ooh, ton, yeah. like over $300 worth of gifts in this gift basket. We're giving away 10 of them. All you have to do to enter three easy steps. First of all, do what I said before, go find one of your, you know, women's meditation network podcasts, uh, meditation for women, just go search, go listen, subscribe and listen to any of the episodes go put a rating and review on Apple podcast, screenshot it, go share that on Instagram or Facebook. And then boom, you are entered into the drawing. We're giving, we'll be taking all the drawings and entries all throughout the month of November. And then first week of December, we'll be announcing the winners. Oh, so fun. I mean, who doesn't want some self-care, like health and wellness swag. So we will link that up in the show notes. We'll, we'll, We'll mention that in the show notes and then people can go through and do all those steps. Subscribe, rate, review, screenshot. Perfect. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them 
can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 